0: Welcome to Mountain Mamas Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Deborah Moore. And I am Emily Hacken. And mm. we are your... I am not your host. <laughs> no, and... But, well... I am the host, I guess. Emily is the guest today. We got desperate. Now I get to talk again, finally. <laughs> Not desperate. She just has loaded with stories. It's actually super fun. So Emily Hacken, of course, um, the founder of Mountain Mamas and my sister and the oldest sister in our family, um, been married for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And it's in October. Yeah, to my sweetheart, J.D., shout out. Hi, I do love you, and I think
1: about you often. Anyway.
0: (laughs) And two super cute kiddos um, who are actually gallivanting around while we're recording. And just like me, grew up in West Valley City, Utah, but now lives in Lehigh. And then... You work, of course, with Mountain Mamas, and then you also do home health. I work for the crazy sum of zero for Mountain Mamas. <laughs> that's my
1: salary. Yes.
0: Yes. Almost like a... It's, it's for a, the
1: love of women. Like, it's the like love a, of empowering women.
0: It's yeah. like a Steve Jobs pay, except without the market shares and things. <laughs> that's how much he worked for Pixar was zero dollars, but... Also, had lots of stocks, so it actually was not. Now zero Mamas
1: stocks. has no stocks currently, so yes, <laughs> yes, so
0: it is still zero
1: dollars plus zero. zero. It's called love that's a, the intrinsic value of love, yes,
0: lots of love. That's what, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> <why I do. laughs> and then I'm a nurse on the side, I do hot. Oh, that's an interesting fact. That's okay. a fun fact. I'm a hospice nurse, which is really funny because my sister Marilyn will say, Oh, we're on this trip, and Emily's a nurse if you get hurt at all. And I always seem to make I need to always clarify. Yes, but I'm a hospice nurse, hmm. so I totally can help you pass to the other side. <laughs> but anything in front of that, <laughs> we'll do our best. So there you go. <laughs> but I do, I do love being a hospice nurse because I feel like you can get to know people long term. I used to work in the hospital, and you just get to know people for a shift. And then you never know if anything you ever did was good or bad or worked or didn't. And the nice thing about home mm. health and hospice is I feel like you get to, to be with people for months and sometimes years. and so you get to see if the stuff, the like, especially wound care or um, medication stuff, really is helping people. And anyway, I
0: feel like a better nurse because of it. So yeah, that makes sense, and you have a better connection with patients. And oh like yeah, that. and families. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so many. So many spiritual, cool, and creepy stories. So that's another Yay. episode. We're <laughs> yeah. to hear. I'm sure any nurse out there has a could do a memoir of a million. Yeah, all their wacky things.
0: Pick right. a topic. Yeah. yeah, we'll have one just of the creepy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Emily wanted to talk about Peru.
1: We love Peru so much in Mount Mamas that this is like the third guest talking about Peru. So if you haven't been, put it on your list because it is amazing. But Peru. <laughs> this
0: episode is sponsored by Peru. <laughs> the country of Peru. They're not paying for it. paid us $0 also for this episode. <laughs> we need to work on that.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I wanted to share um, thoughts today. Um, a trip I did actually when I was a nursing student. So 14 years ago, um, I was... In nursing school, and they're like, "Hey, do you guys want to do a humanitarian trip to Peru as a nursing student?" And I'm like, "This is my dream. I want to do because this is what I was single, and I was like, I want to do this forever. I want to be a humanitarian nurse, and once a year, I go and do something." And so, anyway, so it was totally up my alley, and I went with a handful. I think there was like eight of us students, and we had four doctors and one nurse. Um, and they're all from the Salt Lake area. And um, there's a pediatric hospital here called Primary Children's Hospital. And that had our main doctor um, that was leading our trip. And then we coordinated with a nonprofit organization that will remain nameless because it was not the best situation, but anyway, um, but we organized, uh, coordinated everything with a nonprofit organization and went down to Peru, and um, the plan was to do community surveys in a little, five little villages on the Amazon River. How cool oh, okay. is that?
0: That's amazing. You know,
1: so like we're nursing students, so we don't know much more than like blood pressures yet at this point, Right. So I feel like we knew a couple of them, probably just enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to go into these little villages and we're going to ask them questions about, like, diet, you know, uh, demographic things, like how many
0: kids do you have? And, you know, gosh, it was a lot about diet and hygiene and things like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay. And I'm assuming you kind of had to do the, when going to Peru, did you have to have any specific shots or things like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes okay so we can so anyway so that's why we were going down
1: there was to do these community surveys and then help with the local clinics that was kind of the premise of the trip and collect some data and hopefully that this particular doctor from primary children's hospital who actually will probably also have to name my name (laughs) this um he is a fantastic man though um was gonna you know do some studies and stuff like that with this information so we yeah had to get i don't know like. There's nothing for rabies. I know that that's something, that's why they tell you don't touch the dogs in second and third world countries. Just don't touch them because the rabies shots are extremely painful if you Mm. end up feeling like you need to get them because they're not prophylactic. You can't take a vaccination for rabies. Anyway, Mm. but we did take vaccination for dengue fever. I'm trying to think of all yellow fever. I don't know, lots of fever shots. (laughs) It's been a while, but malaria um, for sure. Yeah. Probably malaria. Yeah. All okay. the ones, all the ones you get in the jungle, mm-hmm. yeah, anything that can <laughs> get you in the jungle shots. Those are the ones we got. It wasn't too bad. I don't remember being super traumatized, but um, anyway, so we flew down to Lima, which is your main base for most things, biggest um, airport there. In fact, as a side note, I think I remember losing a passport. I always lose my passport <laughs> at some point on these trips. I think I lost it in Mexico. Anyway, maybe that was on the way back, but. And you uh,
0: like lost it just for a short time and it was found or how to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think I went through customs or something and left it with some happy looking customs person and just went on my merry way and had to come back again. And luckily they remembered it. But um yeah, so we got down to Lima and of course it's gorgeous in Lima, but a huge city, lots of people, lots of cars and stuff like that. And we hung out there for just like a little bit to, I think, a day to do a couple sightseeing things. But then we boogied out and we, um, I don't know, I think we probably drove to a town. And then from there, we had to take a boat to Iquitos. And Iquitos is um, spelled with an I. It's probably the biggest little village along the Amazon. And I think it's northeast of, of Lima. So you're getting up really high into the, like, deep into the Amazon jungle.
0: And we stayed there for just a day as well, a day or two. And, and what, what you know, you're saying the biggest little town. So, like, kind of, do you want to set the scene? What did it look like? Yeah. So
1: it's on the river. And you had, uh, so the town of Iquitos is dirt roads, um, just a handful of vehicles, because really they take boats everywhere there. And they're kind of like the little hub of the Amazon villages in that area. And we're talking like deep woods, Amazon villages to take their boat down like two hours down the river and come to this little city. Um, and they have a big outside market with all sorts of weird, wacky stuff. I have like there's like maggots, like three inches big. And, like, uh... um, and they were selling like unethically I think but birds (laughs) and mammals and things all sorts Mm -hmm. of crazy wacky creatures Mm. that you could purchase there and then all sorts of food you know that was amazing you know a lot of um I feel like there was a lot of yucca banana leaf wrapped things potato or um gosh I don't even know what all these things are it's like fish salted fish that they wrapped up and things like that so um a lot of like natural foods yeah
0: Anyway, so we stayed, (laughs) you don't have to be too fancy, in
1: Iquitos. And something really interesting about this, I think, is that on the outside of Iquitos um, was a place called Belém, or, yeah, Belém, B-E-L-E-M. And it's kind of the projects, the, what would you call it, the slums or whatever, of the city. And they were people that had, like, built on the outs, like, built on the water and attached their house to someone else's house that was attached to someone else's house. Oh, interesting. That was, like, just floating actually on the river and attached to someone else's house that was, like, attached to the shore. So it's these float... It was, like, this floating... They look like floating slums is what they were. And we did, like, a wooden... um, We traveled along... In this area, we were in wooden boats that had literally been, like, hollowed out, like, old school style with a little motor Mm -hmm. on the back. Um... And you just, and they fit like three people and you either paddle or motor. I think everyone was paddling. I don't recall actually anyone having a motor, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how we did a little tour of Belém and just kind of see what it was like for the people who are living there. And, you know, mm-hmm. the kids were happy. They were swimming in the river, mm-hmm. buck naked. <laughs> and But what was really interesting, water is such a big part of these people's lives. They're living on the water. They They swim in the water. They drink the water um and that was kind of a theme we learned on our trip but um i remember taking this little boat tour around and yeah we see these cute little kids playing in the water and then just around the corner we see these guys slaughtering an entire cow it was pretty crazy like on the edge on of the, the edge of the same river <laughs> well like in the oh. next like the next three houses down wow. on their wooden porch like everything's made out of wood on their porch and they're just like and then they just throw the stuff in the river. I mean, it's this that's just
0: how you live, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was pretty I mean That's kind of crazy, but I'm really fascinated and I love that ingenuity of the houses connected together. Yeah. Because you learn about different different cultures, different people, and how they sort of like figure out how to You gotta make survive. this work. And I feel and like that's a lot really of the, cool.
1: I don't know the politics very much, but I feel like I can just see like mom who lives up in the Amazon and her, their, their cool little village. Mm-hmm. And like young son grows up. He's like, I'm ready to hit the big town. And he hits the big town, goes down to Iquitos, mm-hmm. doesn't have enough money and ends up being in Belem mm-hmm. and just making it work. You know, like you're yeah. saying, like this is, you know, I've got to, I got to get money. You know, it's hard to, mm-hmm. for us to make money up in the river. And anyway, and so this is just where people are living and trying to make it work. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was impressive mm-hmm. to see what mm-hmm. these people, yeah how hardy they were. And they paint these wooden huts, floating houses, um, beautiful colors, blues Mm. and greens and stuff like that. And I feel like that's a lesson for so many people everywhere in the world. Like color is such a big thing. You know, I know we had a past guest. She talked about the beautiful crafts of Peru. And it's like that everywhere. Like you can turn Mm -hmm. any place into something beautiful just with a coat Mm -hmm. of paint and just yeah, I think that was that that's, was really, that's really beautiful. beautiful.
0: I know, yeah. Instead of, like, all the variations of tan and taupe. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But these beautiful um, vibrant colors. And then colors.
1: we visited some community hospitals there. And, yeah, they had, like, and they weren't that bad. You know, the community hospital in Laquitos is pretty decent, I would say. Um, They get a lot of donations from international people. We helped deliver some wheelchairs and stuff like that uh, to some people in the community. And then we headed up River um, and that boat actually had a motor, and that was nice, because we had to go about, um, it was a pretty decent-sized boat. Um, like, how many people were in the boat? Gosh, uh, probably, like, 20 people could fit okay. in this boat, and it had a motor. And they it took us about two hours to go upriver from Iquitos to um, a place called Tamshiaku. And um, it's probably the biggest of the villages up in that area. And they actually have a lodge up in Tamshiaku that... Um, is where we stayed, and it was luxurious. I feel like this is where REI books their trips to. If you're going <laughs> to oh, do a okay. tour on the Amazon, because the place is, was so cool. It was a – it's like Robinson Crusoe hut in the – like in the trees well it's probably Which about everybody super, wants I know and it's probably well not super high in the trees it's like 8 or 10 feet up off the ground because you do not want to build anything and we learned this nothing needs to be on the ground no houses are on the ground in the Amazon because there's so many big creepy things that are on the ground yeah <laughs> so um, everyone all the houses are up and then everything is they have like um, wooden walkways that are above the ground and connects all the rooms and stuff in this particular lodge we are at and then your bed is surrounded it in a canopy um mm-hmm. to protect all the big scary things from coming to get you yeah and um it's really works really good unless the big scary things come inside your net and then it's trapped in and then it can't get out <laughs> anyway <laughs> and what's super funny is like this is like a, you know a pretty decent place to stay but the floor is wooden and there was like at least quarter inch gaps and in, you know the pieces between oh and- wow I don't know. Things got in. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of things got in. I mean, we were seeing cockroaches for sure on a daily basis. And we would just catch them in cups. And they'd move around in the cups, you know. Oh, wow. And um, you'd hear, like, you'd hear cicadas, you know, that buzzing. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what it's like in the Amazon. It's just lots of sounds all day, all night. There's so many creatures out there. And we'd find spiders in our rooms or Inside, that was my worst fears. I totally found spider inside my bed, and they're big. They're, like, three inches big.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not like a lot of the spiders that we have in, like, say, Utah, where most of them are super benign. Like, you do actually have, like, you. Yeah, <laughs> you do have, like, the Brazilian walking spiders, and you have the <laughs> ones that are, like, will be aggressively go toward you. I yeah. know. I just, um, like, we saw a snake.
1: There were snakes, like, curled up. We'd find a snake mm-hmm. curled up in the rafters, uh-huh. and, you know, and, you know. I don't think we saw so many monkeys but we did see pink dolphins like those are a thing there and the water um, especially further up river on the Amazon the Amazon itself is pretty chocolatey but you get further up in the river it becomes almost like an amber color Mm -hmm. because of the tannins that come out of the there's so much vegetation in the jungles um, that the turns the water to this amber color and so Mm -hmm. it's so cool and we were just on a boat tour once, a trip to a village, and just saw this beautiful pink dolphin. Like, they're not big, but... Yeah,
0: no, they're, in fact, at science seventh grade, science teacher would be listening, but I, I actually turned in a report about, and this, um, and diorama about the Amazon, and I had talked about the dolphins, and she was going to dock me, because she was just like, that's not real. <laughs> I'm like, no, look them up, pink dolphins are totally a thing. And then she, like, finally was like, I guess you probably maybe know what you're talking about. Like, she was... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so
1: yeah, Tamshiaku Lodge was super great. The food was amazing. Of course, it's supposed to be kind of like a ritzy ush place. So um we had we'd have chicken and yucca, radishes, carrots, tomatoes, beans, rice, like oh, so many good roots. Yeah, root vegetables and things like that. Um there were parrots that are just everywhere toucans are all over the place we'd see sloths in the jungle (gasps) as we'd boat around they were actually really easy to find anyway they don't move that fast anyway they don't but it's still so cool to see them i know and geckos we had geckos all over the place anyway so um which i thought was really interesting is we stayed in the place that had closed doors and you know curtains around the beds and things like that and we go to these villages and um they're just living on like a wooden platform that's like up maybe 10 feet off the ground on the edge Mm -hmm. of the river and has maybe three or four sides you know and then they're just living in hammocks Mm -hmm. and they're just like it's maybe Mm -hmm. one two rooms depending on the family and stuff like that but that's pretty much it they live outside they do so much Mm -hmm. outside and so the house is just like where they sleep and stuff but they're just sleeping with the snakes, yeah. the bugs. Like, they've learned how to figure it out, like, just to make it work. And it's wow. what I thought was really interesting is so many of these um, families and stuff. This was kind of my, my take-home thing because we did our, our surveys every morning. We'd go out and um, boat out to a little village, and we'd visit with them. And just, you know, we'd split into groups. And we'd do, like, um, a little hygi- like hand hygiene, kind of a little lesson. Um, to any of the villagers who wanted to you know meet and then we go in to house to house and just ask them some basic questions about their health mm-hmm. and things and it felt kind of invasive to me um, and we said we would bring them you know printed pictures we took photos of a photo of each family and that was the That was the compensation because they're not using money really as much up there. And so the compensation was just a photo of the family. And so and now in retrospect, I wish we had Polaroids and could have given them right away because really it was like we had to get home to the States and then email it to the woman who was our kind of liaison there on the river. And anyway, and she eventually got them to the families. But um, yeah, in retrospect, I would have, you know, there's certain things we would have done differently. Um, Mm. um, But as far as a cultural exchange, I feel like the the visits and stuff with the families were was really, really cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. who do humanitarian trips, you learn more about the people. Yeah. That they give so much more to you than you do to them, you know? And, um we were able to visit with a herbalist and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I feel like that, I could have just done that for a week and just like, because sh- this is where we get all our medicine from. Yeah. It's like the jungles, right? So like this helps steal this and this fixes this. Anyway, I feel like she was like a mountain of knowledge. And then we did also have the sh- the local shaman came and visited us <gasps> one evening. And he did a really cool, it was like a spiritual ceremony mm-hmm. and blessed us. And he had mm-hmm. made this like bowl full of like, liquid stuff it mm-hmm. included a lot of herbs and a and a heavy dose of rum <laughs> and we all like community like drink. we've been i think a few episodes we were talking about mm-hmm. drinking and stuff and that was one of the t- i'm not an alcohol drinker but mm-hmm. i did say you know i do want to try a little bit of our yeah. a shaman's magic potion like that makes sense <laughs> like like respect How cool. the culture and- absolutely 100% respecting yeah. culture and just being present and being part of that that part of their life you know Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool. It was very, very cool. Um, and I was glad that the shaman was willing to come and teach a bunch of, like, yeah. nursing students. I mean, we were the biggest orcs, But um, hopefully, yeah, he enjoyed, hopefully we had some fun. Um, anyway, so we did a lot of that culture exchanges. We went to some communities, some of the bigger ones, and we would help. The, there was one clinic in the five villages, and they had a, a guy from the city, the big city of Akitos, that would come up with yeah. a nurse, and they would kind of hang out there, you know, not all the time, but they were just available, you know, during the week mm-hmm. on, on certain times that they could come and get help. But, you know, a big part of what we did was bring a lot of supplies to, re- you know, to help supply this place. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. So I feel like we learned a lot from the people and hopefully we had a little good culture, bit of a culture exchange with them. Um, but I learned also that there are some things that you have to be careful with picking a nonprofit I mean, like, a, yeah, a non, an NGO, the non-government organizations that go in and help these communities. Yeah, yeah those
0: humanitarian things. Yeah, are, are they actually helping people the way they exactly. want to be helped?
1: And that's what we learned. We go in these little villages, and they were fine. They were very happy and content. They had, um, there was one village that had sidewalks, which oh. made no sense in the jungle. You know, like but that, sidewalks. But from, that's just
0: something that people had decided to bring decided to them. They decided that
1: the ground was they needed to have a sidewalk. And there was another village that had like lampposts, but they have no electricity. Like it didn't make any <laughs> sense. And then another village had a cow. I think it maybe had a cow, two cows. But um, they, well, the people, the NGO was thinking they would bring them a cow so they could have milk because they mm-hmm. don't drink dairy. Dairy is not a thing there. Um... And so have more protein in their diet, but the people have tons of fish anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dairy just makes them sick. And so what they did is they just they took turns watching the cow all year. <laughs> so every family they didn't want to be rude, right? So they just like okay, we got the cow for these two weeks, and then the next family gets the cow. And then their job was just to take care of the cow. Yes. You know. So so what was initially supposed to like help it became kind of an imposition. Absolutely. And... The more strenuous on the on the. On the communities. I mean, there was some great group probably came in and built and made all these wells and stuff like that. So it was like fresh water. So Mm -hmm. the families were drinking out of the Amazon, which is what they do. And we talked to the people about that. That was one of our community survey questions. And they were all like, the water tastes so weird. We don't drink it. We wash our clothes in it. (laughs) Uh I mean, granted, like, their big medical concerns they were having there were headaches, diarrhea, things that were, like, mild symptoms of, like, bad drinking water and Mm -hmm. things like that. But, um, yeah, they just, that was not, they weren't ready for that. And I feel like <clears throat> yes. and there would be groups like boat tours that would come up from Iquitos and, like, mm-hmm. throw candy at these kids, you know? Mm-hmm. These kids don't have toothbrushes. Like, yeah. that's not good for them. Anyway, so it was a big, like, take-home message for me to, like, be smart about the gov- the group that you go down with. Because I feel like the group we went down with was good, but they didn't really work with the community. You know, they just kind of, we did something very similar mm-hmm. when we came in as nursing students And we, you know, did our community surveys, but I don't feel like we really helped them in a way that they needed help. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you really want to help these these communities, like you need to have someone in that community and have a conversation and be like, what is a collaboration that we can do together using your people and our people and do something that's sustainable that you need, you know, not what we think you need. Anyway, and there's a lot of awesome organizations mm-hmm. that do that. But I was just like, next time when mm-hmm. we came and did our little nursing report after, we we're like, next time we're going to remember to like I'm going to do a little bit more research and cuz mm-hmm. cuz you I just want to love these people and help yes. them and I feel like we learned so much.
0: No, yeah. I yeah, I think that's that's wonderful. That is definitely something that I've I've heard in, you know, from other like organizations or experiences with. Mm-hmm. Organizations is like you were saying like going out and you know giving village chickens or something like that and that's just not what they need and yeah you know and then and but it's also so good to see that you know not to just be like well, why didn't they use the well or blah blah you know and actually be like okay yeah spend some time with the people yeah yeah, and just see not make assumptions and i mean you can imagine someone
1: coming to your neighborhood and like giving you all this stuff that you don't need and don't want and you're like what the world yeah yeah like you really just need to yeah, be present with people mm-hmm. and build those relationships yeah, yeah anyway really but cool. the amazon is amazing and like i go back a hundred times like mm-hmm. there's so much there the people are
0: incredible and yeah i really awesome. loved it that's so so awesome well thank you so much thank you emily for sharing thank you for sharing your stories with us today and of course to hear more fun fabulous stories like this one from emily Don't forget to subscribe um, to the podcast so that you get them each week as they come up. And also, if you haven't already, if you just give us a review, an honest review of what you think and what you like, we appreciate that as well. And you can also visit us at mountainmamas.org. M-T-M-A-M-A-S dot O-R-G (laughs) Um, That's it for today's adventure. Join us (laughs) next time and as always remember A woman's place is in the jungle.